It's Thursday, the 29th of April. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Shane, hi, drama at your place. One of the kids has missed the bus. What's happened? Yes, drama this morning, Timmy. You know, how Zara had missed the bus, and uh, she was she was in tears. But we resolved that, so all good moving forward. Yeah, and uh, our lives as Uber drivers, they just they just continue. All right, today on the show we have former fast bowler and cricket commentator Brett Lee and rugby league manager to the stars Steve Gillis. Shane, I love the movie The Castle. You know, Mr. Kerrigan, the beef wellington was a credit to the airline. That's going straight to the pool room. All these lines. And I'm looking at this stoush between Eddie Maguire and David Kosh, Eddie and Koshy, and I'm thinking, this is straight from The Castle too. What about those jousting sticks, eh? Hey, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's funny to watch. Yeah, David Kosh versus Eddie Maguire, the, the jumper war. Um, Port Adelaide are arguing they've, they've been given permission co-signed by Eddie Maguire back in 2007 to use the black and white colours and the prison bars on the jersey for um, Heritage Round. Now, Eddie's saying, well, they didn't really give approval to do that, even though he signed an agreement, and he'll take it all the way to the High Court. So there's a punch-up in media land. Yeah, he wants to take it. Yeah, he wants to take it to the federal court. But look, I don't know if he's if, he, if this is just hubris or mm. or what it is, but it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? He, that's how passionate they are about their football teams, particularly in the AFL. Like Eddie's saying, nah, no one else can wear black and white stripes. It's only Collingwood. Yep, and the new Collingwood bosses come out and said, yep, there's only one. Uh, there's only room for one black and white jersey in the AFL, and that's Collingwood. Um, so, yeah, I can understand that. And they really don't want to uh, give away, I suppose, margins in, in merchandise either. So, yeah, interesting one. But I think it's just two very powerful media guys promoting their clubs very well. You know what it is, Shane? I think it's the vibe. It's the vibe, Your Honour. It's the absolute vibe. <laughs> and tell them, tell them they're dreaming. This is Afternoon Sport coming up next from India. Brett Lee, of course, it's a dramatic story what's unfolding in India. And the IPL, of course, Brett's over there as a TV commentator. Remarkable story unfolding in India. Of course, we, we know with with COVID nineteen and the IPL happening at the same time, and uh, not often do you get the chance to have a chat with someone in the midst of all of a, a story like this. But we we do today. Brett Lee, how are you, Timmy? I'm well, thank you. Hello, Shane. G'day, mate. Um, thanks for doing this. Um, mate, are you okay over there? I'm a little bit worried about you, buddy. Are you safe? Thanks, mate. Look, at, at the moment, everything is fine. Um, you know, it's in terms of what we're going through, we're in this very, very tight bubble. Mm. And on one hand, it's horrendous what's happening around us, I guess, outside India. Um, you know, and, and it's a very clear message what all the cricketers and commentators and broadcasters are saying is for everyone, you know, in India to stay at home and stay safe. And I guess we're trying to provide them with some entertainment whilst they are at home. Mm. So on one hand, it's, uh, it's horrible what's going on. On the other hand, I think the cricketers are trying to, put some smiles back on the face of these local Indian people. And that's the story, isn't it, Brett? Look, you've spent a lot of your life there. It's like a second home to you. Shane spent a lot of time there. And so have I. We all spent a lot of time in India and we all absolutely know how important this sport is to the people of India. And that, that is the argument from those in and around the IPL that – 
the bottom line is we need to keep this going because people need this kind of support while the rest of the terrible drama is happening around them. So they can have respite in the sense that they can watch the IPL. Yeah, definitely. And look, there's there's a million different ways to look at it, but I guess from what the cricketers are thinking and saying, and as I said before, the broadcasters, you know, there's no one at the ground. It's a tight bubble. We're not, you know, putting people in a situation where there's 100,000 people at Eden Gardens that are all, yeah. you know, in a COVID environment. You know, every, everyone is essentially, it's a lockdown here in India, so everyone's at home and the cricketers are in a safe bubble or as safe as possible. Now, that doesn't mean that I can't catch COVID or someone else can't catch COVID for whatever reasons because bubbles can obviously be uh, penetrated, but at the moment it's, it's as good as it can get. And it's all about entertainment, I think, and, and providing some, as I said, some smile on the faces of what they're going through this horrible situation. So, you know, stay at home, watch some cricket on the TV if you've got that opportunity and, and have some fun doing it. Yeah, mate, big time. It's important over there that we all know that. But um, but who's playing all over there, Brett? Um, I know there's a three-way sort of tie at the top of the table right now. Mumbai, I think it's Chennai and Delhi at the top of the table. Is that right? Yeah, so RCB are on the top of the table. They're on 10 points currently. And then you've got CSK, uh, Delhi Capitals, and then, as you said, Mumbai Indians. So they're, they're the top four. Mm. I think this year with RCB, you know, they've played – um, you played their, their, their five matches now and only lost one. So they're actually in a pretty good space. And, you know, they, they haven't ever got the title. You know, you think about Mumbai, they're going to go back to back to back potentially this year. I mean, they've just got such a great side. They've got a well-balanced team. They know, they know how to win. They know how to, you know, um, do all the stuff that's very important in T20 cricket. But I've just got a feeling this year that RCB, so when you think about RCB, they've got, you know, captain... Rat Coley, uh, ABD, who's incredible. He's playing out of his skin. And also Glenn Maxwell. He's changed colours now. And I think wow. that Maxi, who is the, the big show, he's enjoying and relishing being under what is, I guess, a bigger show. So he sort of goes under the radar. Every time Maxi's gone to a club, he's always been the, the big talking point. Wow. And now he's playing under Rat Coley and ABD, as in AB de Villiers. He can slide under the radar nicely and which is I think why he's just loving it and just doing a great job yeah well he'd scored more runs in the first three innings hadn't he for for his new franchise and he scored for the Punjab because that was a very forgettable season for him look Brett give us a bit of an insight into to life in India because you as you say it's your second home you you've had some amazing highs and some amazing challenges like even if we look back to last year and the passing of of Dino, um, it's be, it's a it's a fiercely amazingly interesting place. Like Mike Coward wrote a book about India called Beyond the Bazaar, and he sort of spelt it B A Z double A R. And it is, isn't it, for those that haven't travelled beyond our shores? It is. You know, you could throw Timmy uh, a thousand words in, in, into a hat and pick a few out, and that that sums up India because you know it's it's the most incredible place to visit. Um, it, it tests all your senses. So when you literally walk off the plane, the sound, um, the smell, the you know the the excitement of the people over here. But it's it's the warmth of their generosity. I mean, Indian people are so generous. They they love having people from overseas coming over. They love cricketers. You know, they love to entertain. They love to you know their hospitality is second to none. And you know we've seen that warmth. I've seen that warmth for over twenty five years. But 
it, it can be over consuming as well. You know, I call it organized chaos. The reason why we keep coming back, it's it's the culture. They make you feel so special and it's just the most incredible place to visit. But yeah, look, it's it's challenging, as I mentioned before, you know, before when you think about 1.3 billion people and, you know, you, you sort of don't normally get any spare time. I guess the last two years, because we've been in this bubble the whole time, we don't get to see the crowds. We don't get to see, mm. you know, the fans at the airport, all that type of stuff. It's, it's pretty much the commentators. And then we just stay at the one hotel on the one level. We go to breakfast together. We jump in a car. We go to the studio. We come back and then we, you know, we sit down and have dinner together. That's, that's a general day. And I say it's like, I feel like Bill Murray. Groundhog Day, exactly. (laughs) Bill Murray. But who who have been the stars so far this year? Um, uh, Who's who's performing well? I've noticed that Trent Bolt from New Zealand has been bowling really well with the new ball, particularly early doors for Mumbai. Trent Bolt's been doing a good job. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, um, you know, what's happening with uh, the teams and the players, as I mentioned before, there's, you know, Coley's, Coley's done well. I mean, ABD has been in terrific form. He got 70-odd last night and just, you know, the way that he closes out the game. There's a guy called Devdup Patikal uh, who oh, is wow, yeah. a really, really yeah. good player, yeah. And he's a left-hander who's 20 years of age, scored the, the fastest 100 in IPL for a 20-year-old. Wow. I mean, mark, mark my words, Timmy, this guy is going to play all three forms of the game for India, Devdup Patikal. He's unbelievable. He's got beautiful hands, his temperament. You know, the way that he batted with his, um, you know, his skipper, Kohli, and he's out there playing with the, the captain of India, and he just took over the show at 20 years of age. And you think about 20 years of age, I mean, he's, he's only two years out of high school, and here he is playing on the world's biggest stage in front of hundreds of millions of people, and he's killing it. Absolutely smashing it. Yeah, and that's the insight, isn't it, to what happened here last summer is because a lot of people are saying, oh, 2020 cricket, it's it's hurting the other forms of the game. But when you look at India, because of the vast nature of the country and the amount of people that are playing the game, it's actually helping them in every form because they just have a belief that they can win. Well, that's right. And the other thing too, so, you know, the, the Australian players get – the use of the, you know, the Indian wickets, but also too, it's all the cultures coming together. You know, you can be in a team. And when I was playing in the IPL, you know, I'm in a team with South Africans and West Indian players, local Indian mm. players. You know, we never had any English back then, but they've, they've obviously come through now, guys like Johnny Bairstow and all that. So, mm. you know, you can understand each other's game. And I reckon it's improved the game, Timmy and Shana. I think it's it's I actually yeah. because, you know, you, you can learn. I mean, I was, I was in a team with Jar Callis. And in my opinion, he's he's the best cricketer ever in terms yep. of the complete package. And just to see how Jack Callis would get ready for a game. I mean, mm. sit down in the same spot, the way that he put his socks on. I mean, the same routine every single day, the way he trained. And I thought this is the reason why this guy is so good because he's just – it's a cookie cutter every single day. He just does the same thing and he gets the same result. Hey, what sort of socks? <laughs> just white socks, mate. <laughs> Just the generic ones. Now, now, being a going from going from quite a light issue there to we'll wrap it up because I know that you're busy. But there's a certain sense of isolation when you think of the Australian Prime Minister saying, "Well, there's no more flights back." And how 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 are you and others going with that mentality? Look, I, I guess we just got to back what the government is saying. And you know, when you think about what's happening around the rest of the world. Uh, you know, there there are so many people that are that are infected by this horrible pandemic. And then when you think about Australia, I I think Australia have led from the front. I, you know, I, I can't praise the Australian government. You know, um, Gladys obviously our premier has done an amazing job back in in New South Wales. I mean, that's the reason why we can 
live the life that we're living back in Australia right now is because we have had those hard lockdowns. We have had the right measures in place. So I'm, I'm backing the government 100%. I'm going to listen to what they say at the moment. You know, we're, we're sort of end of April here now when we're doing this and, you know, they're saying that nothing's available or be able to get back in the country until May 15. They're going to reassess after that, of course, but it's just in everyone's best interest. I mean, this competition doesn't finish to the end of May, start of June anyway, so we can, we've got time to reassess. But, you know, the reason why Australia, you know, Touchwood's been so good and done such a great job is because we've had those measures in place and we've been yeah. stringent on on what we're doing. So, yeah, I'm all for that and I'll make sure that, you know, I don't want any special privileges. I want to, you know, I understand the risks over here, Shane and Timmy. I understand that, mm. you know, um, you know, when we come to India, the other thing too is that we had to go to the government. We had to get an exemption to come over here. We had to apply for that. So we got granted their permission to leave, to enter India, knowing those risks and knowing those um, different things that we would face and we have to adhere to that. So we're legally over here. We're, we're meant to be over here. We're allowed to be over here. And then it's just a matter of, you know, how we then address getting back into the country when it opens back up again. No, mate, really appreciate you coming on the show, mate. Look after yourself and um, I think you're doing a great job. I know how important it is for, um, you know, Indian fans to have some sort of relief, uh, particularly when they're going through a really tough time, mate. So look, look after yourself and I'll see you soon. Love you, man. Sounds Bye. good, boys. And you know what gets me through? The long, long days over here. What's that, mate? Your podcast, boys. Your podcast. <laughs> oh, look. Oh, they love you, Bingo. That, that, that's got to be part of our next promo, mate. Take care and have a, have, have a little bit of that, uh, that black doll for me. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Sounds good. See you, lads. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, he is the player manager to the stars. He looks after Adam Reynolds. He looks after Ryan Pappenhausen. He's been in court with Jack Bellin. Steve Gillis. PlaySport is calling Game On for a new way to play, a free platform to explore and be inspired to connect to thousands of sport, rec and well-being activities in your community. Just go to PlaySport.com. PlaySport, whatever moves you. Rugby league time and the player manager to the stars, he's the game's number one player manager, Stephen Gillis. How are you? Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Shane. Good morning, Steve. Let's start with uh, with with um, Adam Reynolds, mate. He's playing some good football. Any news on where he's going to be ending up? Not really, mate. Um, we're still working through the process. Obviously, um, there's been plenty of chatter in the last few days, but um, certainly nothing's been resolved. And I think it'll be another, you know, two to three weeks before anything's done. Is there a chance he'll stay at South? Ah, uh, minuscule, minor, very unlikely, mate. Very unlikely this time. But there must, I mean, I know it's a business, but there must be some disappointment that they aren't showing a sense of, of loyalty because it's not like he's 35, he's 30, and, and really he's at the top of his power. Yeah, Tim, it's more of a head-scratcher in relation to, you know, I can't seem to, to work out why, but that's not for me to decide. We just roll with the punches, go with the flow, go about our business. You know, South have made their position very clear. They're entitled to do that. We just get on with business. Yeah, fair enough. Now, how's the speed machine, Ryan Pappenhausen, going? He's going strong, mate. Don't think he's playing this weekend, but he's not far off uh, coming back. Yeah, that shoulder injury for Ryan Pappenhausen. But I tell you what, the Melbourne Storm, they do look a formidable, formidable football team. What do you make of the whole judiciary thing? They've they've had their critics, Latrell Mitchell, uh, out for four weeks the other week. And then, of course, another controversial week this week with the high shot on Tedesco and Ravalawa. Look, I wouldn't want the job in the judiciary. I, like, I don't think they could pay you enough. Um, can you ever get it right? Uh, Tim, we've been talking about judiciary since 
Adam was a boy, mate. It's 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 uh, look, people are so passionate about the game, and obviously uh, indiscretions on the field are a great talking point. And um, doesn't matter what you do, mate. You're always going to get controversy. But what we've got to do is get it as as right as possible. And you know, at, at the moment, I, I think um, you know the systems are, are reasonably good. I certainly wouldn't blow it up, but uh, obviously, I think it could do with some tinkering. Yeah, that's for sure. Now, now, Ricky Stewart, I always find Ricky a, a real interesting one. I'm not quite sure whether he's a good coach or, or not a great coach, but his Raiders are struggling, and they've got a big game tonight against South. Yeah, I was saying to someone the other day, it's been a while since Rick's felt a bit of pressure because the Raiders have been humming now for, for two or three years and doing really, really well and threatening to win a comp. But, look, he's been there before. He's he's had plenty of pressure points throughout his career, and he always seems to bounce back. So I've got no doubt Rick will bounce back. I do think it'll be... a a great game tonight, and I, I do expect the Bunnies to win. I just want to talk quickly about Manly now. Having one player makes such a big difference in Trebojevic coming back. They, they were down and out, and, and one player coming back in a team sport has made such a huge difference to the way they're playing and, and, and obviously the results as well. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, look, I, I used to think, uh, you know, in the past few years, you know, without, without Tommy T, they weren't much chance at it. And it's been proven. I mean, he is he is their strike. So not only will he score a try or two, but he'll save a try or two. So he's got to be worth a you know, minimum dozen points to him a game. Yeah, and he's a walk-up start for the Origin side. We had Des Hasler at Centre League a few weeks ago. It's amazing <laughs> how things can change. What, 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 what do you think of the whole idea of the conference system? Uh, probably caught me by surprise, Tim. I'd probably need to give it some thought. I don't know how the fans would embrace it because obviously the Diehard fans would want to be in the in the superior conference, um, and I think there will be a superior conference no matter how you how you do it. Um, look, if it's about generating uh, income for the game, then yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. We're, we've got to sustain the game and and sustain the, the the healthy healthy salary cap. Don't think the players will be too worried about it. They're just happy to go out there and play. So I'm sure. Um, you know, there'll be plenty of thought uh, and research put into it. And uh, obviously, you know, look, we're not, we're not America. We're very, very different. But um, look, I think ideas are good to have. I think it's uh, exciting. And let's see where it takes us. Stephen, are you bound by, uh, well, the, the, the law? But uh, how's Jack DeBellin holding up? Yeah, the case is drawing to conclusion. Obviously, I can't say too much before it's uh, because it's before the courts. But the case is drawing to conclusion. Hopefully, we have a... Uh, um, result next week. Uh, Jack's always maintained his innocence, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, the result uh, will, will be sorted next week, and we we can all move on. Has been going on for a long time. It's been a, it's been a marathon, Tim, but we're nearly there. Okay, Stephen, and I know that you've been busy and you've been in court virtually the last couple of weeks. Uh, we appreciate you coming on afternoon sport, and um, uh, I know you're just about to go and keep the body a temple, go to the gym, do your morning walk, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you very much, man. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you goes to our guests today, Brett Lee and Steve Gillis. Thank you also to our wonderful sponsor, Spartan Sports. Yes, Spartan Sports, www.spartansportshq.com. And, of course, thank you to our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow afternoon with your daily dose of sports news. See you then. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.